I'd like a diet coke. I'd love to get you one, and I'll shut you up. What do you want? Can I get pepperoni pizza? You're like 35. The kids' menu is eight and under. You should have something on the adult menu. Oh my god. Do I look like I'm in charge of anything? Alright, that's fine. You know what? Fine. You wanna cheap out? That's cool. What are you drinking? What are you drinking? What are you drinking? What are you drinking? Your lemonade is going to be this big because you're ordering off the kids' menu and I'm not refilling it for you. What do you want? What? Weird. Off the regular menu or the baby menu? Alright, enjoy your ridiculously tiny hamburger. What are you drinking? Whatever. You. What? Great. Drink. Cheap. You. What are you getting? Off the baby menu? That's fine. Let's save you money so you can figure out how to leave me a decent tip, okay? Because right now I have no prayer at all. So far, you're not earning one. You know what, Grandpa? If I was nice to you, I'd get canned, okay? If you want good service, you go somewhere else. I know Hooters is probably more your speed. You came food, here on purpose. Okay? Food's better than you the used that line already, and it wasn't funny before. Well, you didn't what are you drinking? A little more specific, genius. Great. Dad, what do you want? Taco platter. Tacos? You want chicken or beef? Chicken. And toilet water for you. Anything for the little one? No, she's going to eat scraps. Great. That's a big waste of space. What do you want? I'm going to have a three-way bowl of chili. Actually, have spaghetti. Is that all you're eating? Yeah, the strawberry shake. Three-way bowl, heartburn, strawberry shake. All right, pass all the grown-up menus down. Seattle, Washington, not from my house. There is no Johnny. There is no Amy. We do have Keith Boogie, Queef Boogie, Risotto Balls, uh, the man with too many children, uh, producer extraordinaire. Uh, he is in the studio. I have uh, my guest. This is episode 83 on Grill. How long steak, mister? <laughs> in about 12 fucking minutes. That sounds perfect. Xavier Frost is my guest, and I'm going to, I guess I'll say, uh, co host for the day. Uh, enemy of the state also He is front of the house He is our first front of the house guest That we've had on this show And I would You know I'm, I'm pretty happy with my choice uh, Of my first guest for front of the house It was a really I don't know there's been talk for Fuck months and months and months about We're gonna get somebody on here in the front of the house We have to make sure they have a strong backbone A good opinion A great voice to speak up for those assholes in the front And uh, I really can't shit on you too much Which is really good good. But I understand that you understand There's some fuck ups in the front of the house And as well in the back of the house So there's a good viewpoint from you So I'm very very happy to have you And I'd mentioned it to you a fuck a long time ago When I first started doing this show That hey I got a show and I'd love to have you on So welcome Xavier Thank you thank you you. Uh, That's awesome there's there's a lot of fuck ups in the front of the house yeah, um, I'm glad you invited me on here because there's a lot of stuff that people don't pay attention to front of house at all. They think they're, they think they're God's gift to restaurants, and that it takes no talent or skill to take an order. <laughs> 
to be a good one, it does. Yeah. Uh, let's get into it. So usually how the show works, we give a quick update. Uh, we'll get what we'll do with your update is we'll just go ahead and we'll explain to people some of your background, where you're currently at, what your current job title is, all that good stuff. My job, uh, I mean my work update. There's no work. I still have a fucked up leg, but I am. I made it to the studio. I've been recording at my house for the past what month? Yeah, I've been uh, did one episode from my bed. Negative. Where, uh, you know, had a little bit of those uh, those good, uh, you know, good medicine from the sweet, sweet doctor. But I uh, phoned it in. Oh, nice. Literally. Sounded weird, but it turned out great. Amy, Chef Amy was in uh, studio. You it know, sounded Amy. like he was in prison. <laughs> it, being strapped to the bed is like prison. Yeah, so that was great. Uh, the, the restaurant or the bar... I was working on downtown finally open. Mr. Darcy's, did you, you know the guys that own uh, Bathtub Gin and yeah. Rabbit Hole? Oh, yeah. That's so great. they have a new hybrid bar. It's kind of a mix between both. Um, and I got hurt. It was supposed to open up in about two weeks, and then I got hurt, and it got kind of extended to almost a month. So it still has. So I went down there for the opening on um, last Monday. It's uh, the address is two 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 Second Avenue uh, in Belltown. It's the same owners of Rabbit Hole and Bathtub Gin, and it's their hybrid. Uh, so they're doing a lot of wine and cocktails, and hopefully, eventually, we're gonna get some charcuterie in there. Everything in house. It'll be great, and we're gonna try to sell some wines, some some wines that aren't selected uh, by every other place here in Seattle. So some some weird stuff, uh, but. Um, they opened up, and uh, I'm still in talks with the guys from Jupiter. Uh, they approached me about uh, trying to work. I'm going to see what I can do, which is another uh, kind of art bar downtown. And, uh, yeah, I'm just... Uh, Fun employment? No, no, I'm injured, so I can't collect unemployment. So I'm, I'm literally just broke. Oh. <laughs> which is nothing new to me. I mean, I'm a survivor. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to make it happen. Uh, the crack sales are up. Uh, no, 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 I'm just joking. Everybody's listening. I don't sell crack, heroin. Um, anyway, uh, Xavier, let's, you are front of the house. Uh, you mentioned that I didn't, which I didn't know this. You are. Uh, you started off as a dishwasher. Why don't you yeah. go? Out? You don't have to say your age. Um, I'm old. You know, you're um, still a good looking man. Thank you. Thank He's like. I'm gonna go ahead and say he looks. Xavier, we'll post a picture. Maybe we'll take a picture. Yeah. He looks like a like a like a hipster Clark Kent. Oh, ouch. Um, <laughs> I was born in the '70s though. So. So, um, yeah, I started as a dishwasher and a busboy at Teatro Zanzani. So Here, that's that's somewhere between uh, working at Chuck E. Cheese and being a male stripper because you're delivering food and dancing, but you're not getting tips in your underwear. So. <laughs> you say you had to wear the outfit. So uh, uh, yeah. explain to people. Some, so we have listeners that I'm proud to say this, man. We have listeners all around the world. We do. Oh, yeah. We got some people in Australia. Shout out Australia, UK. Where's some other Thailand. Uh, Sweden. Yeah, it's uh, weird. Wow. Some Asian countries. That's great. I'm figuring. I'm thinking it's somebody. I'm thinking it's one person that talks about you as they travel. Or, or, or no, it's one person in that country. It's like you got to hear these idiots in, <laughs> from Seattle. Like these guys are knuckleheads. Uh, you know, a lot, a lot of people. Listen that, to this racist motherfucker. Keep talking. Uh, yeah, a lot of the you know we sit there. We like a lot of those people working. We don't take ourselves too seriously here. Mm-hmm. Long we don't think we're the end all be all when it comes to chefery. You know, it's not like we're like it's got to be perfect. Fine dining tweezer bros. You know, for life. Uh, we're just kind of no. We're cooks. You know, some we've worked in the capacity of a chef. We don't take ourselves too seriously. When I've been called a chef, it makes me really uncomfortable because I want to be like I'm one of you guys. I'm not one of the assholes. So I've, I'm feeling like it's somebody that's. Uh, I feel like people overseas are trying to take themselves really seriously. I'm like, listen, to these assholes. No. So, well, that's the because of the fucking TV. 
It's because you see Ramsey and all those on TV throwing shit and yelling at people. So they're like, I want to do that. Yeah. Uh, and they're <laughs> never going to find out HR does not look well on that shit. Unless you're a chef owner. I've worked for plenty that will remain nameless in this town that will throw things at you. Well, I mean, yeah. And, and I've had, I mean, I've never been physically assaulted by, a, I mean, I've been pushed, but I've not, I've had, I've had things thrown at me. But I saw some episode last week where Gordon Ramsay saw a chef smack one of his other chefs and was like, oh, that is not acceptable. We can't do that. And I was like, man, I know you smacked fire out of a lot of ears. So anyway, so what I've, I'm talking too much. Uh, explain to people what Teatro Zanzani actually is. Oh, okay. So, yeah, when I started back in 2010 at Teatro, it's it's a dinner theater for like 300 people, but mostly it's about the circus performance you watch. It's in the round, but the food is terrible because you can't make 300 steaks all perfect. And But you're there for the entertainment. So that's where I learned that it sometimes doesn't matter how bad the food is if the front of house is great. If they're amazing, they're engaging, if that works, it's best when they both work, when the food is great and the front of house is great. You've, Seattle has a mix of both. You get really terrible food and great service or really shitty service, and then the food's amazing. What is it? Is there a place here in Seattle that we that, that has both? You know, I, there's it's, it's hit or miss because, <laughs> um, and also I, there's plenty of places I've been to that have great service, great atmosphere, and great food. The issue is you go back there the second time. It's not consistent. And it's not, and you'll have bad service, great food. You'll go back there the third time. It's great service, terrible food. Yeah. No consistency. Um, and you feel like you're getting ripped off mm. one way or the other. Um, and there's not too many places here that uh, that I, I feel that. Canlis. I mean, Canlis is a nice place. It's been place consistent. Like They've been there forever. Uh, I want to say congratulations to. Uh, uh, not Rock Creek, their sister. Cat- Flint Creek. Flint Creek won uh, Seattle Met's uh, Best Restaurant 2000. Yeah, well, chef just went over there. What's his name? You want to shout him out? Tom Wang. Tom Wang. Oh, I met him. Uh, yeah, Troy uh, took me there, me and Amy there, and uh, they put out all the stops. So awesome. I want to say congratulations. But that place I've had, I've been there three times, have it excellent uh, service and food. So, um, yeah, continue, uh, Xavier. Yeah, um, God, I'm trying to think. I've Trying to think of a place that has both. Consistently is difficult. I've been to places just as I said that is Spanase. I like both. Spanase. Spanase? Spanase. Um, been there in a long time. Adana, which was Naka, is now really polished just everything up. And they, they have they have worked their kinks out. I'm gonna get him on this show. Chef Shota? Yeah. You should. He's hilarious. He's a G too. Yeah. I mean, oh, really, yeah. really nice guy. <laughs> uh super fr- I'd love to work for that guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he looks like he has fun. He's engaged with his employees. Yeah. He knows what he's doing, and he doesn't take himself too seriously. Yeah. His accolades, you know, they... I mean, at first, he learned really quickly what a lot of chefs, chef owners learn way late in the game. You cannot be a head chef on the floor and the owner. It stresses you out looking at the micro details when you're supposed to be looking at far distance, and that stresses you out. Where was he at before Naka, before he opened his own place? Where did he work uh, at? He's training in Japan. Oh, I can't remember. The the sushi place underneath, on East Lake, underneath I-5. Um, and I cannot ever remember. And he was telling oh, me. Oh, shit. Um, it's super fancy. Yeah, uh, my girlfriend's parents are going to kill me because that's their <laughs> favorite restaurant, their favorite sushi place. They've taken me there, I think, two or But three he's times. the one, every place I've worked has taught me something different. And he's the one, like even Jason Locke, even though he's insane to work for. And he was uh, he opened Wild Ginger uh, with his dad. He taught me what it's like to look at the fine details. Yeah. But showed us the same way. His food, though, it's about how... Jason, how- he had an amazing uh, eye for detail. It's just his issue was, uh, you know, it was all 
personal, private, you know, oh, yeah. personal, private stuff. When it came to business, it was you know he he was great at that, but some of that other shit. Where's he at nowadays? I think he's teaching Taekwondo. <laughs> I think so. He does jujitsu. Yeah. Oh, that's what it is. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. He'll kill me saying Taekwondo. Yeah, exactly. Um, but every place I've worked, I worked at Bell and Wheat with you. Um, I worked at uh, Brass Tacks down in Georgetown. I, I helped, remember you out there. Helped, yeah. I worked with this guy named Chick McLaughlin, and he, you know, a lot of it is every place I go as front of house, you have to learn something. If you've learned nothing, you got your tutelage under Chip. Under Chip, <laughs> Mr. McLaughlin. I mean, well, that's kind of what you're doing now. Yeah. I mean, that's, but so, no, anyway, so let's let's rewind. Let's go back. Uh, you started off dishwashing at Teatro Senzani, yeah. which is a dinner theater, shaking your ass. Uh, yeah. You And you, you were running food and stuff out there? Oh, yeah, I was running food. I was doing the dances. And then, then there was a spot open up, and I moved to server. And then I realized the thing that was missing was consistent training. So I started training as a trainer. And that's where I fell in love with the fact that training consistently so you get the same product as a person every time is important because their food even though it was not great was consistently not great so no one you you read the yelp reviews and they never say well one day it was a great steak the next time it was awful it was just like it's always the same thing they know what they're getting yeah and some people uh there's places that people go to well, i'm not going to say any of the places but there's places that people go to and they they don't necessarily like the food so much as they like the people that the where they're treated when they go there oh, yeah. Um, and it's much more important to go somewhere and take your friends there and feel like a hot shot or look like a hot zigzag's shot. Zigzags like that. I love that about the bar down on the water. You don't like zigzags. No, I do. I love zigzag about walking in and they greet me when I walk in and they, and the guy at the bar is always super friendly. Yeah. I've the, never eaten there. I've always just gotten. I, the one thing that my only beef that I'll say with zigzag, and I have no qualms with zigzag whatsoever. Their food is great and their drinks are great. The one thing I've heard and has been on pretty much proven, they won't hire, they don't hire female bartenders. That's sexist. Why would you do <laughs> And stupid. I don't know. Yeah. When I, I was just I'd snooping around asking somebody about that, and I was like, and they're like, yeah, we don't hire female bartenders. And that's like, weird. They, I mean, it's just the way they present. You know, that's the way that's, that's what they want to present. You know, that's what they want. I was watching some documentary about, oh, Korean food, yeah. which our IOW is going to be Korean, uh, theme type deal. But uh, the male chefs are looked frowned upon in Korea. That's weird. Yeah. I don't get and I get some places like Hooters, right? They're not going to hire a guy because that's not their image. That's not true. They what? They have to hire guys now. There, are guy, there is uh, somebody sued them because they would not hire them won a bunch of money. Those orange shorts. I've seen you in shorts shorter than that. <laughs> I don't know. That, that's what I've been working on. I've gone from restaurant to restaurant because Seattle keeps trying to open fine dining restaurants and yeah. failing gloriously because they're missing out. And I think it's on consistency. And... And it's not the food's not great, but it's not consistently great. Yeah. All right. So you moved around, and where are you at now? I'm at Bella Epicurean. Bella Epicurean. Do you want to explain to the people what I can read off their? I'll read. I'll read off their website, oh. and then you tell me what, been there. what you're doing there. Okay. Uh, Bella Epicurean is about indulging yourself in the accessible luxury of a quick break from your routine. Why you ask? Because you deserve it. As a native Seattleite. Caroline Ferguson had one dream, to bring her most beloved things together. When you slip into Belle Epicurean, you get the unique opportunity to experience the magic of Paris and the joy of fantastic French cuisine and the comfort of the rainy city we all know and we all love. That's pretty accurate. <laughs> That's pretty accurate. It's, it's a bakery 
Um, they've got a location in Georgetown that actually does all the proofing for the does all the the dough we jo- do, in Georgetown. In Georgetown, uh, down in South Seattle, they do everything in house except for like the meat and the cheese stuff. Where we but that's really high end stuff. But who are your purveyors for the meat and cheeses? Are I, they all local? They're all local. Okay, all local. Like the gro- like today we had a grocery delivery from the market downtown, the Pikes Place Market. Um, everything they try to do is super local. Um, which Seattle's really big on. Hyper local. They'll ask you, like, where's that steak from? I'm like, it's from next door. Good Lord. <laughs> yeah. um, Cows out back. Can, can I meet Can I meet the chicken? Um, but <laughs> <laughs> Did this chicken have a good life? And But they hand make everything and they check everything and they actually ship the product to the location where we're at and we bake it there. Yeah. So it's it's amazing uh, to be able to eat everything. I've seen the little vans running around town. Yeah. Little, yeah. The, um, and I love working for them, but um, the whole thing is a bakery. But now we've opened up a new side, which is a wine bar uh, on the other side, because it's in a place in Madison, Madison Valley, where people live and they work. And so we're trying to be like a local place. So yeah, I didn't know you were on. I didn't know that you're at a new the new location. The new location, which well, is new Ma- five years. Madison, or well, Madison Park. Yeah, and they have one location. Fremont, Fremont, the Fairmont. So Fairmont, Fairmont Hotel. Hotel. Um, yeah, there's a much smaller one there. And then there may be a new one coming downtown soon. But their focus is luxury, but not expensive. Because if you go to Europe, that's what you get. Inexpensive, but you feel like you're being treated like... But you guys do cooking classes and you sell... Yeah. I mean, you guys sell plates and, and kitchen equipment, right? No, Don't that, you guys? that stuff's gone. Uh, I, that well, stuff's I gone. Not, I have not seen... Maybe that's downtown, but I've not, I have not seen any of that stuff. But yeah, a lot of um, material that you would get from Europe... For cooking, like dried mushrooms and stuff from Italy, like all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. And I'll walk through, I'm like, why? We're selling that? And it's going. And yeah, they do sell dinners that they make. Yeah. Uh, and they sell out. Like the whole refrigerator will get stacked and then it's gone in a week. I mean, that's a good. Okay. So, what is your job title there? And what, and how do you like it? How long you've been there? I'm and a cafe manager. You're a cafe manager. I've been there for one week. Um, <laughs> for one week. Because uh, my job has been to, to train servers on fine dining. Yeah. And and guest service and making guests feel like they're special and not ignored. Um, and making eye contact. Like simple stuff. Like just being human. Treating a guest like they're a person and not, you know, here, here's your coffee. Okay, go. Yeah, write your name in the cup and it makes you feel special. Well, a lot, a lot, of, a lot of front of the house people, a lot of servers that I know, they don't look at the customer as a customer. They look at them as cash in hand. Yeah. That's they, my tip. That's my tip. You're not a person. You're not a human. They judge you automatically when you walk in, and they say this person is not wearing the correct clothes. Oh, they yeah. get they get the they get the low servers are racist. They get the low they get the low priority uh, service. Yeah, uh, you know, and then they see somebody dressed up in you know maybe a nice Burberry jacket or something, mm-hmm. or their wife is wearing some nice heels or something, and they they're top priority. Mm-hmm. They're going to be the most focused on. Uh, I like. Yeah, and they're racist. Yeah, they're racist. They I'm gonna say they're, they're all you. racist. They're, it's I not. I mean, let's not even say racist because it's not even by race. It's not it's necessarily. Not. You know, if you're a, a graduate from UW, they see you with like a book in your hand. Like, nope, not gonna tip me. <laughs> and but you'd be surprised who tips you really well. I waited on uh, one of my favorite guests was at Miller Guild. Rich people, rich people don't, uh, rich people don't stay rich by tipping. Yeah, exactly. You know Except for one, and everyone's gonna hate me for this, but. Uh, I can give us an Amazon. You're at Miller's Guild too. Yeah, but uh, I can't remember the CEO of Amazon. I just based on it. Jeff um, Bezos. Jeff Bezos. Man tipped me two hundred percent on a thousand dollar bill, and did not care. 
<laughs> but there been but there's another one. Bill Gates was a studio <laughs> stripper. So it doesn't really matter. Those guys are eating at Miller's Guild? Yeah. Whew, shout out Jason Wilson, man. Yeah. What's up? Um, but it really doesn't matter. The problem that we're having though is like you said consistency though. Like you come into Miller's Guild, you get great service. Next time you come in and they ignore you. <laughs> yeah, Miller's Guild, um Yeah, I've been down there. I was yeah, toward that place before it even opened up. But I have watched a bunch of different that turnover there mm -hmm. of the type of people that they have there is all over the fucking board mm -hmm. uh, everywhere from people in the kitchen to bartenders to front of the house and so any day it can go yeah. from one to right. you know our problem with the front of house since you never had front of house people is that they don't see it as a career a chef a cook a lot of them that's what they love to do they like making things some of them hate it but <laughs> But that's what that's what you're learning to be better because it's a trade. Servers, yeah, it's a job. Exactly. But I mean, you you're and that's why I wanted you on the show. By the, Xavier's one of the good ones. Uh, what I appreciated about you was you took your time to learn the menu. Uh, you communicated well with the kitchen staff. Uh, you understood that we were a team, and not a uh, you know it's not a house divided. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's what I appreciated about you. But you're not. I mean, you're you're not a career front of the house guy you're 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 in school what you I'm getting you, a you study something really really cool degree in uh quantum mechanics quantum uh, mechanics yeah that's my man and going back to school for law <laughs> see but it, i i think it's because i was raised in the south maybe and it's like this work ethic if you're gonna do a job you have to do it to the best of your ability what, what is your stance on the robert e lee statue uh, do you think it should stay up he's gotta go it's gotta go only because now they're making a big deal about it and i want to see it See so you gone just so they can pout about it. Do you know we have a fucking rock monument up uh, in the same? Oh, that won't that won't keep up real quick. Do you know that we have a Robert E. Lee Elementary School here in Wenatchee? Oh, uh, well, that's not surprising. Have you been in fucking Washington? <laughs> Once you leave Northgate or North or South of well, even to Tacoma, it gets real red real quick. <laughs> I almost got in a fight from some dude from some, uh, with some dude from Snohomish about the Confederate flag yesterday on Facebook. I was like, all right, come on through. <laughs> I grew up in the South. I understand when I grew up, people used homo and 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 I faggot. Uh, yeah, that one. Uh, God, because that was Joe. Yeah, <laughs> you still had guys calling their kids like, "Don't be a queer. Get on the baseball field." I'm like, and and so still it. that still happens to Does this it? day. I'm in a bubble. I'm in a liberal yeah. bubble. Um, the South is hard. <laughs> they they are they're raised. To think that the Civil War was sort of just a bump in the road, <laughs> like oh yeah, we had slaves. You don't you don't really focus too much on it. So you know, we had Stonewall Jackson was my high school, and no one even knows who he is probably. Oh, I, yeah, I did too. Oh. Yeah, all right. That was I didn't I don't know why I went off on that <laughs> little tangent. Go because you're from the South. Yeah, I was telling my girlfriend. Uh, she was talking about uh, there's a piece of a memorial here in Seattle. It's built from granite from Stone Mountain, Georgia. Oh, she was like, what the hell is it doing up here? And I was like, I, I went to school in Stone Mountain, Georgia, and uh, they don't really like black people down there. Oh. She's, you know, she's like, can't believe that it's actually, it's like we live in a liberal bubble up here yeah. in Seattle, and yeah. we don't see none of that stuff, so we don't realize it's going on. But when I was a child down there, the N-word, and they want black people to be back in chains and working on fields. They oh, want yeah. free labor. And... Uh, yeah, shit's gotta, shit's gotta stop. <laughs> it's crazy. But you know what? That is funny because you were talking about that. There's a weird thing with back house, front of house about that. Anyone who speaks Spanish 
from the front house perspective, not everyone, but it does come across, they order them around. There's a weird privilege that I deal with that a lot. That speak Spanish? If, if, you, if you speak Spanish, and you're, but you're a server who's talking to them. Oh, you boss So you're a busser. Yeah. You're, and it's, I don't think they mean to do it, but so I change, everywhere I go, I change the, the term busser or dishwasher to utility. You're a utility. You do a lot, they do so much work. Yeah, they don't have one job description. Yeah, no. And, but if you don't do that, some of the white privileged liberals, even though they're like, oh, I totally equality, but they'll oh, talk yeah. like, do, can you clean the floor? I'm like, they're not deaf. <laughs> they speak English, but that is a, it is a systemic issue. I have seen all over the city where front of house people, but back of house doesn't do that as much. Like they work with them all day long. Cause we know we'd be fucking dead without our homies from south of the border. Yeah. The front <laughs> yeah. of house is just like, they just boss them around. So we try to fix that a lot. They work and fucking, they bust their asses. Their asses. Man, I do not they, trust a kitchen that does not have someone of Hispanic descent somewhere. Also, not not to mention, when you look back in that kitchen, you see those Latinos back there busting their ass. That is their, they're on hour 15 of work. Yeah. They've been up since five or in the morning. Or their second job. Getting their kids ready. And then they went to their first job. This yeah. is their second job. And yeah. they're not going to get off. They're going to go home and get probably four hours of sleep. And they're back at it again. And they're going to send half that money home. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I've worked with some of my best employees. I speak very little to no English, but they are brilliant and they bust their asses. And if I ask them to clean up vomit from the white lady who threw up all over everything, they're like, okay. I'm like, really? I ask, and I hate the white privileged UW graduate, can you do that? They're like, no, I'll rather quit. That's not in my job description. No, yeah. Oh, God, it's not in my job description. No, I, I've, ha- I've been very fortunate to work with a bunch of chefs that have led by example and they'll be the first ones in there to clean up yeah. vomit or they'll do it with you. And that has really made me appreciate them a lot more so I'm willing to get in there and uh, you know scrub a toilet or two and I have a rule that I learned from a couple of guys I've worked with here in Seattle is never ask an employee to do something you're not willing to do yourself yeah true alright what is your stance on this um, where, where, where are you at front of the house in the industry um, on this um, how, do I, how do I word this why, is it, why am I drawing a blank uh, lack of kitchen workers here in, here in Seattle. Does that something that concern you? Is that something can, that you're that you're noticing? There's definitely because where did, where were you at before Epicurean? I was at Piatti. Fuck is a Piatti? Yeah, it's a it's a big scale. Um, I got sick of opening restaurants. I needed a vacation, <laughs> so I went and waited tables. Well, you're training staff a lot too, which was really really good. You know, and yeah. basically you're a lead and you're training staff. Um, and when you're training the staff, is 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 it your call whether they stay or they go, or do you ultimately have to go to the the front of the house manager, the general manager, the owner? Oh, for here, I have no, not not for oh, here, okay. and just in general. I can suggest that someone be let go, but you um, can't. Just... But I can't now. I can't. But before now, as a trainer, I'm like, yeah. I have. There's all this documentation because Seattle is very. But you have to like three strikes, then you're out because you have to pay unemployment, all this other stuff. But yeah, I never had the. But Jason Locke is the guy that told me, I don't fire people. People fire themselves. I just let them know the job is not there anymore. Um, no, but there is a there is a deficiency in chefs and cooks. And and I've seen in U Village alone, I saw one cook at one restaurant. A couple hours later, I went to a different one, and she was there. I was like, what are you doing? And they're, they're sharing cooks. I've seen so many of you at three or four different restaurants. I'm like, why do you... 
Why are you working at so many places? That yeah, I haven't really thought about that. Uh, I've seen a couple. I've seen some conversations online about a couple, a lot of restaurants and owners, chefs sharing employees too, mm-hmm. and asking if they can borrow somebody for the night. They're shorthanded. Um, a lot of them are paying cash under the table. I think it's pay. I don't think that cooks are getting paid enough. Oh, well, I mean, that's that's I mean, that's across the board. But the thing about it, there it just is nobody, and nobody's going into this industry as a a viable. Uh, job that they can live off of. So a lot of people are moving out of Seattle, but has that affected has has that affected any any anybody oh, yeah. in the front of the house? Because the food, there have been places that remain nameless that the food comes out inconsistent. If you've been working at a place for five years, you know how to make a dish. That dish. There was a chicken I had that came out several times undercooked because every time it was a new guy on fry or a new guy on on grill, and I'm like, if I'm not getting the same consistency, it definitely affects us because the guest is pissed. So. We, yeah, well, what I'm what I'm just starting to notice, I, I had a conversation with a girl that I used to work with. Uh, she called me early this morning, and she's you know she's fed up. She's leaving a place, and it's because one of the places I used to work, they're starting to let they're letting the monkeys run the zoo. Oh yeah, and it's because there is such a shortage of kitchen staff, of back of the house staff, that now it's whatever you say, you get. It's whatever we can do to keep you happy so you'll stay here. Mm-hmm. So we have, we're not short-staffed. So they're letting the back of the house now change policy. Oh, no. Which, And I've heard this is happening in a couple different places. Mm-hmm. It's like now they have the power. And now any fucking day, Keith's been talking about this for fucking months. You can fucking throw a fucking rock in the middle of fucking South Lake Union and it'll land at a place that is fucking begging to hire a cook. Everybody needs somebody. Mm -hmm. So now you can pretty much name your own terms when you go to a restaurant. You say, I'm available these days, these days, these days. This is how much I want to be paid and I want to work this station. And they go, boom, when do you want to start? Oh, I've seen that. Which that's fucking unheard of. Usually you got to come in there, you got to bust your ass, you got to stage, you got to prove that you can cook. Then you still get treated like shit for almost a fucking year before you catch any respect, even if you're a fucking badass fucking cook. Yeah, front of house has the opposite issue. We have hundreds of idiots that are like, I can wait tables. Like, how long you done it? Well, I've never done it before. (laughs) I can take an order. I have two, I don't have enough skilled labor. I have lots of people who think they can do it, but I don't think any... No one's going to walk and be like, I can cook. Which can you cook? Go cheese. <laughs> <laughs> You're hired. Um, My is it, game is on point, son. Just I, the right amount of milk. Is it be, I mean, I don't know. Is it because they're not getting paid enough? Is it because they don't think it's a career? Is it? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what it is. Is They don't, they don't see it as a long-term, a long-term career. That is, they, you can't raise kids. I mean, Johnny. Like, Johnny just had his kid. He just purchased a home. Um, his girlfriend makes... Uh, you know, she makes good money, and Johnny makes decent money at his job, and he's got the hours. You know, he works at a really. He's at June Baby now. Oh, right. so and he willed that shit. I mean, he was working somewhere, and where the fuck was he working at? Ah, uh, shit, I don't know. We shared a pastry chef with him though. Yeah, he was working somewhere, and he was tired of it, and he really wanted to work with Eduardo Jordan. Mm. And I was like, man, you can do it, man. Just go in there, just talk to him every day, just whatever. And that's exactly what he did. And he got, and he's really enjoying his job, but. It's really hard work, and I'm really interested to see how Johnny's going to do with raising a child and meeting the demands of a kitchen. Mm. The simple fact is, man, the industry is still transitioning between the days when the only people that really wanted to work there were felons or people that didn't have any other choice, Mm. and then you had the Food Network explosion, and suddenly everybody wanted to be a chef, 
And now that the shine has worn off it and people realize that it's fucking hard work with insane people, shitty hours, shitty pay, no benefits, no social life. Mm-hmm. Um, people are leaving in droves and all these restaurants that opened when everything was hot are like, well, what the fuck do I do now? Hmm. Well, that was always, that was, that was kind of, but that's always been where the disconnects have been between the front of the house and the back of the house mm-hmm. is that, <clears throat> you know, we're back there. We feel like we're working twice as hard in the back of the kitchen. It's hot. We work longer hours and we have a, a eye for detail, right? Mm-hmm. And then you got somebody in the front of the house. Maybe they, maybe they know how to dress a little bit better. Maybe they're a little bit more well-spoken. Um, maybe they're good with social interactions. And because of that, they work less hours. They make almost triple what you oh, make. Yeah. They yeah. all make almost triple what you make. And they can't seem to tell the difference between a uh, medium rare steak and a fucking burnt steak. Yeah. Um, you know, they see it, is, it says medium curse. rare. And, yeah. and But there's that same issue on our side is that people are afraid of their servers. They'll just walk out. I'm like, how are we going to? Because you, they want to hire these train them and make them know the difference between that. But there's, they come in, they train them for utility, like get them on the, just get them on the floor. Yeah. But I, it's like, I need to train them on the difference between a rare steak and a well done steak, but they don't, they just hire them. So we get a lot of garbage. Um, and yeah, they dress a little nicer, but yeah, they work three to four hours and they make three times the pay yeah. and they act like brats, but that's not everyone. There are some great servers out there. Like I'm happy about where I'm at now because the first owners, that they know their product's good, and they're like, our mess, our front of house is what need you need to work on that. Yeah, and I was like, you actually want to spend money on that? And then, yeah, I want to fix what everyone else has got issues with. Yeah, um, but yeah, they're not, they don't remember half the time. Now, what do you prefer? Uh, do you prefer working with somebody or training somebody that has worked in the front of the house industry for um, you know? three plus five plus years who has you know has some good training um and knows a lot and does things their own way or do you like somebody that's fresh off the boat is a, a piece of you know clay F-O-B. that you can mold i i prefer either but i i like people that have never done it before if you get somebody who's 20 years yeah. five years isn't bad i can work with five years but 20 years they are so stubborn well this is the way we do it other than a restaurant I've told every employee I've ever worked with, if I hear you say those words, you will be in the dish pit for the next two weeks. Because I, <laughs> and I've never, not, I've never done it. But it's like, because it rubs off, it's called, it's like this virus. You come from another place and we cook, you know, steak one way. Yeah. And you start doing it in another person and they, well, he's, he does it this way. Robbie says we should do it this way. And now everyone's doing it the way Robbie says. So you can't have that. Well, what can I say? My way's, my way's better. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like new people. I do it people. chef's way. Yeah. Yeah, or or in front of the house, you know, you do, you just do it your floor manager's way. Yeah. Whoever's in charge, whoever's the lead trainer is. Yeah. You know? um, but yeah, but I just I'm curious as to just like you know, there is an influx of um, front of the house staff, and a lot of people are leaving the the back of the house to go to the front of the house. And is it? Do you have you noticed it's a lot harder to get a job? I mean, do you have friends in the front of the house that are complaining about not being able to? Because you used, used to be able, if you were sick and tired of your fucking job at the front of the house, you know, I don't need this fucking place. I'll go work oh. down the street. Every place is hiring for, for front of the house. But now what I've been hearing currently is that, no, there's no, there's not really too many jobs out there in front of the house. Well, because we had that restaurant explosion where, yeah, you can be like, oh, fuck this place. I'm going to work down the street. Yeah. Now it's not a restaurant opening every day. It's every couple of weeks. You may hear something. And a lot of places are closing really fast, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Up and down. Um, like Babar just opened a new place down in U Village. Um, is it Babar? Babar. Is it Babar U Village? Yeah. 
I don't know. I have not been hearing. I have not been hearing very good things about U Village lately. No, I've been hearing like uh, they've been throwing a lot of, lot of places up really, really fast yeah. there, uh, with names, mm-hmm. and the product is not turning out very well. It's and then it's it, and then you're letting that affect your product that's stood the test of time. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a hit against your you know what got you in there in the first place. I don't know what the deal is with that whole. Um, how that U Village? Because I know it's hard to get in there. It is. It's impossible. It's like two one-lane roads, and one of them's down a fucking hill. Yeah. And no, no, no. Not necessarily how to get there, but actually get a store, a restaurant front oh, in that place. Expensive. Yeah, it's super expensive, and they hand pick them. It's not like oh, this place is up for lease, right? You can't just go in there and go oh, I think I want to have a place in U Village. They mm-hmm. have to hand pick you, I think. Yeah. Um, I also think another problem is that because of Amazon moving in. People want grab go food a lot more. You got much more food, many more food trucks uh, that are getting them. The smaller places, Rancho Bravo is doing really well. Like it's not Rancho service. All, yeah, tacos, chukis too. Yeah, it's not about service. No one wants to sit down and have dinner anymore. They want their food. They want to go home and watch Netflix and binging. Yeah, we've we've talked about it on the show many times. Yeah. It's, it's with the, a lot of those employees, it's not about going and sitting down. They don't give two fucks about. A lot of them don't even speak English. Yeah. You know? Here's your food. And we're being replaced by delivery services. Uber Eats, all that stuff is going to kill that. So what we have to do, it is harder to get a front of house job because they're like, I don't, people aren't dining out as much. We're seeing like a decline because people don't want to sit down when you can order that same food at home. So what we have to do is you have to give them a better experience. And that's what I've been doing. And hopefully other people are doing is give them a better experience. Then they want to go. Yeah, then they want to go out. I mean, yeah, it's like I, 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 there's certain places we're saying, you know, that it's you don't you're not going there for the food. You're going there for the, the service the experience. And you want to take your friends there. People know your name. And um, yeah, it's amazing. Um, so if there was one thing in this industry that you could change, what would it be? Oh, God. Um, so much. One big thing is just for front of house to get along with back of house and realize that without back house and not blowing smoke up your house without them we're delivering cardboard boxes we we're, we're amazon we deliver what someone else makes bartenders also include who get shit on a lot um we take what someone else makes beautifully bartenders are glorified drug dealers that is very true but also work twice as many hours and make half the tips yeah but we have to be appreciative of the other people who make that product and deliver it and if there was a lot more of that there would be less people like not getting along between front house, back house. I wish that is always usually a problem that I have to tackle. Luckily, this new place I don't for once. How do we solve that issue though? More team building from management. It's management's fault. They yeah. need to make sure they get along and see them as people and not just give me with my burger. Well, that's something that we aim and try to do with this show. Yeah. As we try to educate and inform people about, you know, what is really going on behind the scenes and uh, you know, hopefully a lot of it rubs Thank off. Thank you for reaching across the aisle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have tons of people I, I appreciate I understand that front of the house, you know, a restaurant can't work without the front of the house, you know. Um, I think a lot of restaurants are moving towards uh erasing those lines. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good move. Uh, for everybody across the United States when it comes to tipping too yeah. because then it's not like this person deserves to be t- tipped 
and this person doesn't. It's everybody deserves to be tipped because it's a tip pool and everybody's sharing because you work. You know, this you make the food, you run the food. Yeah. You know, you all you make the food, you run the food, you clean up the table. So yeah. everybody does everything. It's not, you know, the cooks are doing the dishes, the cooks are busting tables, everybody is working. They cover all jobs. Yeah. You know Bella does it's the first place I've ever worked where the line the next day he comes and he's the barista. The next day He's doing the. He's actually talking to the guest. Everyone there does every job, so they know what it's like to be there. Well, yeah, and gone are the days that you know what I've, I've always appreciated. What I've always been pretty good at is go. I like to go into a place, a restaurant, and I like to know every position. Mm-hmm. So I like. I've. I, I'll work a dish shift. I'll work a prep shift. I'll uh, expedite one day. I'll do. Uh, cold line, hot line, grill. You look good in a button-up, waiting tables. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have. Yeah. You know, I, you know me. I mean, I go out. I'll smooth a customer. Mm-hmm. I love talking to customers. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm much like you. Make some jokes, make them feel comfortable. I can boss them around, get them to order what I want them to order. Um, you know, I'm not going to pull any punches. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, so gone are those days of where you know people come in and and no, it's it's robotic. You know, you come in, this is your one job, do it the best you can. Uh, we're going to get the most out of you and uh, keep them dumb. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, yeah, we'll wrap up this episode. Where are we at? Keith is trying to get out of here. He's got to go go play jujitsu. Yeah. So um, I want to thank Xavier Frost. Thank you want to shout out anybody? You want any, any closing statements before we get to our ingredient of the week? Uh, no, just be be nice to your back half staff, front house. <laughs> yeah. Tip tip your cook. Well, no, what's some, what's, no, what's some tips you got for people in the back of the house? I mean, this is the back of the house podcast. Yeah, you know tips for the back of the house. Yeah, you know, let some better ways to communicate with people in the front of the house. You know how they can get more out of their their servers. We are sensitive and we have big egos, so say please and thank you. And <laughs> please and thank you goes a long way. I you know just take your front of house people out for a drink. They will return the favor, and they will appreciate getting to know you. I think a lot of it, they're afraid of you because you're big. They are. And you're sweaty, and you're, like, doing <laughs> shit they don't understand. Yeah, they are They are afraid of us. Uh, I will give it that. And then, so yeah, and if you take them out for a drink, I've heard them say comments like, yeah. wow, you're not actually a fucking asshole yeah. all the time. Yeah. yeah. Because it, once you get on the line, I've heard they're just so not, it's not abrasive. They're so abrasive. Like no, they're just short because they got it, shit to do. You're in you're in the trenches, man. Yeah. It's war back there. Yeah. You know, front of the house is all nice sandy beaches. In the back, it's a fucking cold jungle, yeah. cold dark so I guess jungle back there. From back of house, I'll say we're more afraid of you than you are of us. How do you get them off their phones? That's what I want to know. Use a EMP. <laughs> God damn! I, I've never even thought of that. I'm gonna lock their phones. <laughs> All right, so we're going to get to our ingredient of the week. Uh, I let uh, Xavier choose since he was our guest, and he chose good old sesame oil. Uh, who do we want to go first? We'll let, we'll, we'll let, we'll let you go first. Oh, um, I have been trying to perfect this dish with sesame oil. Um, it's bulgogi, but that just means meat. But steak, flank steak, done bulgogi, which is Korean. It's, it's, I don't know if it's, it's flank steak. That's what the, the ingredients I found online, because <laughs> my girlfriend. So he's going to be making bulgogi with flank steak. Yeah, with flank steak, because I, I find it really easy in small strips. Yeah. It's really easy. It takes like five, ten minutes to get it to where you need it. All right, hit it up. Um, the whole thing? Yeah. Yeah, it's just, I mean, you can look it up, but uh, sesame oil, sesame seeds. I think everything's like two tablespoons. Uh, two tablespoons of sugar, because you, and you balance the sesame, uh, sorry, but soy sauce, sweetness, and salt with sugar, yeah. which is kind of cool. Uh, the flank steak, um, I think pepper, and that is about it. It's not complicated. You just sit it in the fridge overnight and then Korean food. 
boom, there you go. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, sesame seeds. That's a good one. Yeah, sesame seeds. Um, all right, and so I'll go ahead and I'll match that with like a bok choy salad with a spicy uh, sesame oil dressing. What you're going to need is you're going to need a half cup of extra virgin olive oil, quarter cup of balsamic vinaigrette, or vinegar. You're going to make it a vinaigrette. Um, two tablespoons of soy sauce, two whole cloves of garlic, uh, two tablespoons of you did sugar, brown you did sugar yeah I'll do honey um, we'll do two uh, tablespoons of minced ginger one tablespoon of uh, fresh wasabi you can use wasabi paste too no problem with that and then two uh, teaspoons of toasted sesame oil and then you're gonna take your bok choy um, let's see I want a grilled grilled bok choy salad. I don't know. Yeah. So you want to get your uh, bok choy. You want to uh, wash it really, really good. Uh, I'd get a pot of boiling water and uh, I would just blanch it for about 10 seconds, pull it out, pat it dry, get a grill nice and hot. You just want to char the outside of the uh, bok choy. You want to pull it out, let it cool. Um, you can melt some butter, toast some almonds, um, and uh, grab some fresh sesame seeds and then uh, mix all those ingredients uh, in with the, the dressing ingredients that I had, which was the uh, oil, vinegar, soy sauce. And then you're just gonna lightly toss that. Uh, you wanna drain your uh, bok choy because it's gonna give, give off a lot of moisture after you grill it. Just make sure it's pretty dry because then you're gonna uh, rehydrate it with the uh, sauce and it's gonna coat it nice and well and you can probably serve that over top of your bukogi. Keith. Uh, I'm gonna take a sesame seed oil and I'm gonna make, uh, I'm just gonna replace olive oil and an aioli and egg, garlic, a little bit of mustard, aioli, whip that shit together. You're making uh, aioli. How are you gonna put aioli in there? <laughs> 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 just stuck, go on, do that over, Keith. Uh, sesame seed oil, egg, olive oil, or uh, uh, garlic, egg, mustard, whip it all together, make aioli. Sear awesome tuna. Mix that shit together. Eat it. Tasty. Okay. Simple enough. That's going to bring us to the episode, uh, end of episode 82 of Grill How Long Steak, Mr. Thank you. Uh, it's going to take whenever fucking get to it. Uh, yeah, that's not good enough. But uh, I'd like to thank Xavier Frost once again. I'd like to thank Keith for being here and uh, giving me a ride back and forth because I'm crippled right now. Uh, I would like to thank Studio 212 for allowing us to record here in their studio. I would like to thank the Soundcasting Network for continuing to support us and host our podcast. Uh, shout out to all the other podcasts on um, the Soundcasting Network go ahead and go to soundcastnetwork.com to check them out uh, you got video games and your disagreements who else should we shout out Keith who gets one uh, Break the voice. Augmented City Podcast John Gaunt doing AI and tech and VR the future of technology yeah uh, Breakdance with the Wolves Jossie Ross is a gangster well not a gangster but he's an awesome dude uh, shout out to all our native friends. Please go to Grill Hall Steak Mister on uh, Facebook and like our page. Uh, please go to Instagram. I want to thank everybody that's been going on our Instagram. I've been getting all these weird ads from people I don't know on my personal page because I give it out. It's going to be at Bobby Stills uh, for my personal page, but it's going to be at How Long, Grill Hall Steak Mister uh, for our Instagram. How have we been doing on that on that Instagram? 
You been staying up with it? Y'all need to put some work here. Man, I've been I've been crippled up on the couch. Uh, you can hit up. Your hands work. Excuse. <laughs> I'm sitting here on the couch. You can't post the Instagram from the couch. You can hit us up uh, on our Twitter account at it's at How Long State Mister. Shout out James Jader for uh, running our Twitter for us. Uh, emails continue to send us our emails. It's gonna be GrillHowLongStateMister at gmail.com. Shout out Johnny Tsunami. Congratulations. I hope your baby's doing well. Uh, thank Amy once again. I'm trying to get her in tonight and. Uh, I appreciate everybody. Yeah. Grill. How long steak, mister? Five minutes out. Eat a dick, bitch.